welcome to the Excuse My African podcast. My name is Stella Damasis and I am your host. Join me as I take you on a journey through the eyes of a misrepresented and misunderstood African girl abroad. In this episode, I'll talk about the African instinct. I feel that Africans have special brains. God created us with everything special, from the way we think, to our brains, to our minds. And all we need, all we require is learning some skills, our minds being exposed to technology and knowing who we are as a people and being able to do things that other people do. That's all, that's all we need, basically. I'm telling you because we are a special breed of people. Why do I say this? Let me explain. When I was a kid, I was very inquisitive as a kid. And yes, it got me into a lot of trouble, but it also helped me learn a lot of things about my people. And that's why I really wanted to do this podcast and talk about Africa and Africans freely. I really needed a platform to express myself and share with you the things that I have learned over the years from a place that I come from that I love so much. So when I was a kid, I would go to the market with my mom and we would, you know, meet with these people who sell meat, who sell vegetables and all of that. And 80% of the people in the markets at that time were not educated, but they handled their accounts like professionals, like the best accountants in the world. Nothing gets past them. I am not exaggerating and I am not joking when I say that most of these people did not go to school. They didn't know how to count. They didn't know how to add or subtract or divide or whatever or multiply. But they knew that when it came to money, they knew what was supposed to come to them. They knew how much change they were supposed to give to you. They knew the worth and the value of what they were selling. They knew exactly what profits they were supposed to make on each item. They knew exactly what their gross profit or their gross net or whatever it is that they were supposed to make at the end of the month. And it would amaze you to know that if one of these people, who were called traders, if one of these traders you know, goes to work and works only two hours out of a seven-hour day. They're able to give you an estimate of how much they have lost in those hours that they were not working. They're able to give you an estimate of the amount of customers or clients that they would have had, how much they would have made, how much change they would have given out, and what would have been left. And then they're able to bring out the amount of money that they're putting back into the business to get more of their product and what is going as their profit. From that profit, they're able to tell you what is going to their home and what is going to their rent. And these are people that are not educated. They are not trained as accountants. They're not trained as project managers. They don't know anything about banking. It took a lot for my mother, who, who was a trained banker. She was a banker for all her life. It took a lot for my mother to um, convince these people to set up accounts and, and she would teach them how to make it more professional, how to do it in a more educated way and, and how to write it down. She had to start teaching them how to write things down and um, they had this thing called a passbook. They don't use those things now. <laughs> Technology has changed a lot of things in banking and, and when you see these women count money, now I don't care how developed the technology has become for those machines that count money. 
I have watched my parents count money because they were both bankers. I watched them count money faster than any machine that I see now. I still say till date that my mother's brain is faster than a machine because my mother can do calculations like crazy. When she was a banker at that time, they didn't have um, laptops or computers or things like that. Everything was done manually. They had ledgers. They had fat and huge books that they would write everybody's name, how much they brought in, how much they took out, what was left and what was supposed to be going back into the bank. My mother could calculate numbers in fractions and decimals and whatever. I'm horrible at math, but my mother was great. My father was amazing. He he set up different banks and different communities and their knowledge of math, their knowledge of um the way they counted money, the way they taught people how to balance their accounts. It was crazy because the kind of training that people have now in the accounts department today, the financial department, is totally different from what my parents had. And I'm still amazed. So I also um, encountered a lot of the northerners from Nigeria who, most of them were young boys. Their business was to take care of the cows. They were cattle rearers. Um... And then they would go to the fields with, some of them would go with over 100 or 200 cows and take them to the fields to find food, you know, to make sure they were healthy and all that. Now, these people who were the cattle rearers, they did not go to school. They do not know how to count. They did not know how to subtract or add. But if one, if one cow goes missing, Without being able to identify one, two, three, four, five, they would look at the number of these cows. They would look at the cows that they have and they would know that something is missing or one of them is missing. They would start to look for that one. They know. How they know, I don't know. It took a lot of research and a lot of things to discover that at that time, those people that didn't have an education but had to survive and had businesses, they had to use their instincts. Their instincts is the first thing, is their gut feeling. It's that thing that they feel immediately they look around. Something just tells them that there's something wrong because they're used to it. It's their business, it's their life. So they look at it and they say, one is missing out of a thousand. How do you know that one is missing out of a thousand without counting them one by one? They did not know how to count. But these people were able to do this. And not just people who took care of animals, people in the market people in different places, people in construction sites, all those people who built houses as construction workers, they're able to tell you how many bags of sand can build a house. How they know that, I don't know. They have done it so many times. They've experimented with it. They can tell you things that even technology has not been able to discover yet. They can tell you how many um, buckets of, of paint would finish the whole of your exterior the exterior of your house or your office and all of that. And these people are not educated. They are not formally trained. They learned this by watching other people do it. They served under other people and then they started doing it. And it became their business and they continued and trained generations after them, though not formally. But their instincts were always on point. They were always able to tell you how many things could do that or how many that could do this day. I don't know how they did it without depending on technology the way we are depending on technology for everything now. They discovered everything by themselves. They did everything with their brains, with their hands, with their intuition, with their gut feeling, with everything. And I'm like, that is so special. 
for a people that have been looked down on, for a people that have been mocked, saying that we're developing, we're not developed yet, we're poor, we're not educated enough, we don't have the right technology, we don't have this and that, you will be amazed that a lot of things are coming out from Africa and are being refurbished abroad, and then people will buy from, from America, from Europe, from China, and they will think that, you know, Africa is always the last, but you'll be amazed that our people make these things. You will be shocked. I met a guy who gave me his pictures that he, he drew and painted by hand of some of the most popular designs of the cars that people drive today. I saw this design about five years ago and those designs are coming out right now in cars and I'm shocked every day. But nobody knows who he is. Nobody's mentioning his name. They just paid him off and they told him, you know what, this is it. You can't lay claim to it, nothing. But he needs the money, so of course. But the brain behind those designs and how it worked came from this African. And we are blessed. Wherever we go, we are smart. Why are we smarter than a lot of other people? Because if we're able to combine technology and combine education with our natural instincts that we are born with, we will be unstoppable. And that's what I'm saying to the world today. Look at Africans, look to Africa, and look at the things we're able to do without the amount of education and technology that every other person has. But we are thriving, we're doing things, we're creating things. And my mind is blown. I mean, one can listen to this podcast and say, oh, she's always preaching the gospel of Africa. But yes, that's what I know. That's the life I know. That's where I grew up. I saw these things. I experienced these things. I spoke about these things in the past. And this is my opportunity to share with you who we are, what we do. We are very, very naturally intelligent people. We use our instincts and it works. The things that people call intuition today, we have been using it from, from when I can't even remember, even way before I was born, way before my father was born. You should ask yourself how those Egyptians built those tombs, how those Egyptians designed those buildings, how they were able to carve those magnificent things that are the best artifacts or the best artwork in the world today. Who taught them? How did they learn it? Where was the classroom? Where was the formal education? Where was the technology? Think about it. All the grand things that we see in history today, how were they built? How were they constructed? What did they use? How are they still so mysterious to even the most intelligent archaeologists? How are we able to hide things from the world that they're beginning to just discover them right now? It's all in Africa. I would encourage you to read history. Go and, and look at archaeologists' uh, notes and, and museums and, and go to the internet and find out those things that were done in Africa by Africans and it will amaze you. Go to Africa. Go and take a tour. Go visit these sites and see the beauty and the wonders of the world in Africa. Ah, I can go on and on, but I, I'm going to stop here for now. <laughs> well, thank you anyway. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and I hope you'll join me again for the next one. You can contact me via email, excusemyafrican at gmail.com, or visit the website, excusemyafrican.com, for more details. Remember to stay positive and give love.